what is going on guys man it has been some time welcome back to another episode of outside perspective i'm your host adam meredith and uh goddamn guys it's been a month since i've dropped an episode and first i need to apologize to you guys for doing that um or for the break you know all the shit's going down um, with, you know, coronavirus or COVID-19, whatever the fuck you want to call it, it's interchangeable names. But, um, you know, I've even had a couple episodes, you know, a couple conversations in the pipeline from like a month ago whenever I was in Washington. And I just, you know, with all the madness going on, it just, I don't know, man, it just didn't feel right pushing out content. There's a lot of craziness going on. Um, one you don't want your stuff to get lost in the mix, but two, it doesn't really seem as important. And then also, you know, while I could have released the, the two conversations prior, um, to, you know, to all of this, you know, it just doesn't, I don't want to ever just like make content to just make it or force it. There's definitely been some times to where, you know, I, I feel like maybe I kind of have forced it. Um, and sometimes you do need to force yourself to go do something, even though you don't really like feel like doing it. But, you know, I, I want to, if I do say something, I, I want it to mean something. I want it to just not be hot air. And I don't want to just be, you know, trying to keep up with the Joneses because, fuck, man, the, the social climate right now um, in real life and just on online and social media is just, it's bonkers. Like, shit, dude. Everybody is... Um, a fitness expert or, you know, and I, I can appreciate, you know, the positivity people are trying to put out. Um, everybody's a, you know, a viral expert. Everybody's this, everybody's that, but it's just, it's just loud. It's just noise. And, you know, I've, with all this shit going on, I just felt like I'm going to take some time to, uh, to step back and, uh, and, uh, just, reconnect with with myself reconnect with you know the people that matter in real life uh be with my loved ones just be more present in life you know if there's anything hopefully you know you can find the good and the silver lining in any situation it's definitely a you know a skill to be gained but out of all this shit man like if anything hopefully you get the message to just slow down and be present and be with the ones that you love. And if you had a goal, you know, with this downtime, then there's no fucking excuse to not, you know, work on some other things in life that maybe you're passionate about or, you know, the, the things that you made excuses for that, you know, you didn't have the time for. So I decided to use this time productively. I've been working on some projects, um, both for the business and the house, Pretty much the renovation part of, you know, the house that uh, my girlfriend and I have is, is done for the most part, but there's still, fuck, dude. There's landscaping, there's the honeydew list never ends, there's still tons of stuff to get done. So I've just been really taking this time to step back and uh, just focus on me, focus on some other projects. Um, again, I didn't want to force anything out of there, just put out shit quality uh, content just to put it out. That's bullshit. I don't want to do that to you guys. But uh, here we are. We're back. We're fucking rocking and rolling um, with everything going on. Um, I am committed to still doing these, uh, you know, these episodes. Uh, but I'm I'm also committed to to like I originally said to having all of these conversations in person. So 
I got to try to find this balance and figure out what works. Um, it may mean a slower release schedule at the moment while we're figuring some things out and the world's getting back to normal. But I will still bring you guys a perspective. I will still share some shit. Um, we'll still we'll get past this. We'll all be stronger for it for sure. But man, this has just been some wild, wild times. Um, so before I move forward, f- any f- any further forward, blah, there we go. Um, I do want to say one more time, guys, I appreciate you rocking with me. I appreciate you sticking um, by the show. Again, I do apologize for the long delay. I don't ever intend to have that much of a break ever again. I will not lie. I have definitely been facing some just some other internal resistance. Um, again, like I said, I, I've already explained it all, but it just didn't feel right. Um, I even recorded another solo cast and i was like god damn it just it just sounded like i was just rambling i don't feel like i was uh i felt i felt rusty it's been so long since i've done anything i haven't been talking or or doing anything like uh, podcasting or whatnot so i felt rusty and uh i decided not to to release that episode i've had some people reach out through text and uh you know uh, dm me and and i really appreciate all the support and all you guys reaching out and, and and seeing what's up with the show and what's going on um it means a lot it really does it lets me know that hey man fuck people are listening and i do have an obligation to all of you the listeners and um you know so that is one thing that i do really apologize for as far as not keeping um communication with you guys and letting you know what's going on just to abruptly stop i know the shows that i follow the people that i follow if they were to just do that, I'd be like, "What the fuck is going on, man?" Like, we're all we're all connected, and if there's one lesson, one lesson, if anything, that I hope people will get out of this, they will realize after all of this shit is said and done that as humans we need each other. It's so important to to connect, to to exchange energy. Like, man. It can be soul sucking just to like not be around people or not to be around many different types of people or the people that you enjoy being around. Um, for me, man, like I haven't been doing jujitsu, and I know there are are a lot of others out there who aren't able to also do jujitsu and shit. And it's like fuck. The importance of a home gym has never become more important than ever. I mean, it's nice to get the physical aspect of it in, you know, to train and to keep your body sharp. But uh, it's even better to go do it with other people. And that's why I love jujitsu so much, just the community aspect of it. And I think a lot of us are losing even just the small communities that we had. And just let you know that, hey, man, at the end of the day, man, whether you're black, white, brown, purple, pink, yellow, it doesn't fucking matter, man. Like, we're all human. We all need each other. and We're all connected. So it's a, it's definitely an eye-opening lesson for a lot of people. Um, man, obviously like what the fuck is actually going on um if you're like me you've had questions and uh traditional media seems to be kind of dropping the ball from what i can tell um everybody has an agenda everybody has ratings everybody's trying to get marketing dollars um everybody has a side it's just it's like fuck man like when do we just put us you know put aside our differences or you know your party affiliations or your agendas and just start realizing that hey man we're all on like team human and we just need to survive this thing and um i'm always i'm the type that one i do always keep an open mind whether or not i will fully discredit something or fully entertain something you know like 
I can, I can entertain some crazy ideas without fully discrediting them, whether I believe them or not. Like, I don't necessarily have to like take hold to an idea or believe it, but I can say like, that's an interesting idea. Like that's the probability of that or is, is probably zero or it's not true or, but then also there's that same note where it can be that crazy thing. And I'll be like, man, like maybe, I don't know. I'm not going to say no entirely, but it is an interesting concept. Um, whether I believe it or not, or whether it's true or not, if it's not true, it's not true. Like then you, you know, you've got the information, you move forward, you know, it's not true. But, you know, with all the shit going on with COVID and I'm like, fuck, man, like what's I always ask myself, what's really going on? You know what I mean? Like, is this are we getting everything nine times out and I feel like when it comes to certain things, um, if it is information being released from the government and this is shitty, you would like to think that they're going to tell you everything or they're going to keep you. uh, They're going to stay honest and they're going to, you know, keep you in the loop and be truthful. But unfortunately, oftentimes it's not the fucking case. And it's a shame, but can we trust our government? I'm going to venture to say we, to a, a large degree, we can't. Whatever this government entity thing is, it's, excuse me, at the end of the day, it's just all fucking people. And people make mistakes. People have agendas. Self-preservation is a very real thing. Um, so I asked myself, like, what's really going on? And then that's when all this con- the conspiracy theories start coming out of the woodwork. You know, it's like... First, I heard it's 5G, and I'm like, hmm, maybe. It's interesting. I don't know. But then you start learning more information. It's like, ah, it's probably not 5G. Like, that's probably some bullshit. Uh, next thing I heard was, I don't, ah, damn, my phone. I don't want to fuck up with what I'm doing with recording. Um, I got a message um, about, it was a very long message, talking about how, you know, coronavirus is just this mass, like, global cover-up to start taking down, um all of these, uh, you know, human traffickers and pedophiles and uh, everything in connection with, like, Harvey Weinstein. And I'm just like, fuck, dude. Like, that sounds pretty fucking insane, like, the things that you're saying or at least the things that you, there was that, that I read. is talking about, you know, Italy shut down because the Vatican is, uh, you know, where the Catholic, you know, the Vatican is there and the Catholic Church is just overrun with pedophiles and, you're going to see more and more people come to light that are being arrested over there. And, you know, a lot of people are being held in Australia. And uh, you're going to see all these different uh, CEOs be arrested. And you're going to see all of these actors be arrested. And this whole thing is going to come down all over the world. And it's like, well, that's ludicrous. You know, I probably resisted that one the most. And then you start seeing things like uh, there was, I think, the number two and uh to the pope like the right hand man uh was arrested and faced a and had a secret trial in australia i do believe and it was like six or seven months later like i think in february that they finally released that that happened it's hmm that's interesting and then you see all these major ceos of like you know mastercard and uh disney and that there's a handful of others like they stepped down a few days after um harvey weinstein was arrested and it's like hmm that's interesting. Coincidence, coincidence, coincidence. It's like, man, I don't know. Maybe, like, that's some interesting shit. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's not. Probably not. Most likely this huge thing. You know, we're not going to shut down the whole fucking world to bring down all these people. At least I don't believe that. Uh, so, but that was an interesting thing. You know, you start seeing some things that kind of uh, are happening. And it's like, hmm. Start connecting some dots, but then it's like, man, are we just connecting dots just to connect dots? I don't know. So, either way, you did kind of discredit that, like, 
all right, you know, it's interesting, it's interesting, but probably some, a little too far-fetched for me. But then, then folks, then I went down this rabbit hole of, uh, and, and I'm going to take out party affiliations, and I'm going to take out um, even just the whole idea of, con- I hate the negative connotation of conspiracy theorist or conspiracy theory because that would just assume that people don't get together to conspire and plan things and um you would and that would just say that wealthy people don't get together and plan things for their own best interest and uh or powerful people don't get together and and try to plan things to preserve preserve what they have going on it would imply that those things don't happen and we know that they do right so i hate how we discredit conspiracy theorists because there's just this negative uh, shroud around it all. Uh, but, dude, you start looking at some things, and it's like the one that really took hold to me before I even went down this rabbit hole was, uh, and this is all, it all plays together, is, you know, Bill Gates did a, a TED Talk five years ago talking about all this shit. And, and, one of the, and, and within the TED Talk, one of the things he mentioned, which really stuck out to me, was a germ game. And he said, we haven't had a germ game since, like, 2001. I'm like, all right, well, hold up. Okay, so a germ game is a simulated event to, uh, you know, see how we would react or see what would happen if there were some sort of virus or germ that were, you know, doing what it's doing now. It's, 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 it's sweeping the world. And... All right, well, how the fuck do you have a germ game? One, was there a germ game and nobody fucking knew about it? Like, how do you do that? How do you have a germ game? Can it just be a simulation? Is is it accurate enough if it's just a simulation? That doesn't make sense. In my mind, and maybe I'm wrong. If, if I'm wrong, please somebody reach out and tell me. Like, help me figure this the fuck out. Like, what is exactly a germ game? Or how do you uh, go about conducting a germ game? It's like, do you release a virus that isn't going to kill any people and see how it spreads? Or like, how do you fucking do that? So there was a germ game back in like 01 and he was calling for us to have one of those so it's like all right well is this a germ game at least that was my initial thinking it's like is this a germ game are they just doing some shit and trying to figure out whatnot and uh like that was just kind of like my initial thought process whenever i only had uh watched that video and didn't have any other information and then i go down this rabbit hole and it's like all right well you start learning, you start seeing some some things kind of in play. You start seeing some pieces, and um, I don't follow follow the news almost to a detriment. Sometimes um, a lot of it's bullshit, and I don't I don't buy into the political party bullshit. And you know, I have my beliefs, and uh, we're not going to get into those now. But if you just take it all aside, and you start seeing pieces that are moved, you know what I mean? Moves that are made. This is all chess. You start seeing different things, and uh, and you understand how things are played. Uh, it's like, man, you start you start seeing media. I feel like traditional media and and, and Trump have they've been battling back and forth for the longest time. And I'm, I'm I didn't dude, I don't even fucking vote for the president for you, to be honest with you guys because I feel like if you're gonna vote, it really does matter on the local level. Absolutely matters on the local level and the state level. It's just once you start getting to the president, I, I just I feel like it's just a feel good measure. You start seeing things like you know vo- voter tampering and there's no paper trail with um, a lot of these uh, electronic voting uh, mechanisms. Just a lot of bullshit, a lot of fuckery. So you know I, I have no horse in the race, so to speak, as far as that's concerned. Um, but you do you start you know 
Trump and obviously traditional media have been battling for quite some time. And if you don't think that traditional media has an agenda and they get paid and, you know, they're trying to get, uh, you know, advertising dollars and different things, you're full of shit if you don't think that. Um, it's just the fact of fucking life. You know what I mean? Like these guys are in a business period. And unfortunately, I'm not saying it'd be ideal if it weren't that way. It shouldn't be that way. The the news should just be reporting the fucking facts in the news. But unfortunately, that's not how it happens. So you start to see these things and it's like, man, you know, I've heard some things like, uh, you know, did the, the president and the current administration, did they handle this whole situation correctly? Did they react fast enough? Did, uh, you know, just did they do it correctly? And, you know, the the media will say yes, some say, say some stations will say yes, some stations will say no, but you do see the administration get a lot of blowback for do we do we act fast enough or you know from what I understand, and I may be wrong, earlier in the in the year, Feb, let's call it February or something, and maybe my time frame's off, but I do believe that I think I think the administration, Trump, the Trump administration, did shut down the borders as far as travel coming in from China. And I do believe 40,000 people still came in, but if I, if I recall, and if I'm correct, and maybe I'm wrong, those people, were they already lived here, or they had business here. For whatever reason, like, we basically, we didn't, like, close them entirely. We, like, we, like... It was we, we said we closed them, but we basically like strickened, strickened. We made it more strict, harder to get in, essentially from that country, unless you absolutely were supposed to already be here. I understand. I think. So let's just say we closed the borders. Oh shit! Trump's racist. Blah blah blah. He's doing this. He's doing that. And it's like, okay, well, hindsight being twenty twenty now is like that was the right move, like. Because there are for sure some people who said that was like a racist move, but it like it seems like it's the right move, and and maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm talking out of my ass, guys. I don't know, but um, maybe nobody said it was a racist move. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I heard people say that kind of stuff. Um, some people are gonna say it was the right move at the right time, or or was it too late? Or, but then it's like you start going down this rabbit hole, and it's like, all right, well, the the president who is not an expert in viruses and is not a doctor, and the administration like. You have experts, and from my understanding, the expert is Dr. Fauci. Um, and from what I could tell from the research that I've done and the, the rabbit hole I went down, early on, he was saying that we didn't need to worry about this things, these things. Masks didn't matter. Um, you know, this is just not something that we need to be concerned about. And then, you know, the this is where I get confused. I believe the administration did follow those orders and also... Um, expressed that uh that message to the people did and maybe folks can help me because i'm a little confused on the timeline here did the border shutdown happen at the same time as that or shortly after that or against that or i don't really know but i know there was a message saying we didn't need to worry about it and then since then fauci fauci has obviously done the 180 and said this is serious and we you know we do need to worry about these things and uh and then you find out that, uh, you know, he's working really close with, you know, who the World Health Organization and um, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. And, um, you know, there's that kind of interwebbing entanglement there. 
right? There's shared interest between the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and like Dr. Fauci and some of these other people. So you're getting that message and, you know, Bill Gates five years earlier talked about this and predicted this. And then I think maybe it was like a couple years ago, did event 201, um, again, dealing with this, you know, it was a, a mock uh, get together uh, conference with all these high ranking people and, you know, both in the private and public sector. And they're all talking about, you know, where are the holes or what do we need to do to react to something like, again, kind of being Nostradamus, like, and then like selling the, 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 the panic and selling the problem. And then now the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation is pushing for like vaccines, like mandatory vaccines. Well, first of all, before I even go any further down that road, let me say, fuck mandatory vaccines. Like I'm not against vaccines. It's actually a whole nother conversation. Um, I'm not in favor of the uh, schedule that we we give or that we use for administrating vaccines, especially to infants. I think it's too much. I think it's an overload. I'm not necessarily sure we need all of the vaccines. Maybe like one or two of them we don't need. I don't. I have to to research and go into some notes to figure out which ones. But I know there was one when my son was born. It was optional. Um, we decided not to give it to him, and we did give it to my daughter. Um, and sometimes I'm like, what, I wonder like, man, was that the best move? Uh, just in that, with that one particular vaccine, but the whole idea of now we're going to have like another mandatory vaccine with this thing coming from the Bill and Melinda Gates foundation, not going to fucking happen. I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to have my kids have it. It's just not going to fucking happen. Um, but you start like, you start looking at that connection with Fauci and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and CDC and who, and then you start digging even deeper into, you know, Bill and Melinda Gates and everything that they're doing. And, uh, you know, one of the things I saw was talking about how you can, you can see the parallels of how Bill Gates and a lot of wealthy people and philanthropic, philanthropic, ah, I fucked that word up. Uh, uh, just, you see a lot of high business people, um, where they they may like tarnish their public reputation through business, but then they'll start doing more philanthropy and just start doing more uh, human uh, rights type deals, or you know they just start helping people. And it's like, are they really doing that because they care about people, or is it just like uh, you know propaganda? Is it just a way to fix their public image? And uh, that's what they're talking about. How. You know, Bill Gates, people forget, like, he wasn't a very well-liked businessman. And, you know, there was, he's pushing for, like, a monopoly. And he was, like, you know, he was killing some shit with with Microsoft. And I'm not against people killing them in business. But he didn't have the very best public reputation upon leaving Microsoft. And then over the past 20 years, he's just been slowly building it, almost taking the same, using the same playbook as, like, Rockefeller back in the day to fix that public image. And then, you know... He's going in, he's the savior of all these places, and it turns out, like, when you do some research, like, maybe the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation isn't really doing as much good work. Like, they're going into these very rural and third third world countries, and they're almost, like, being bullies to some of these places, and, like, you know, they're, they're testing vaccines on these people, and it's leaving kids and shit sterile, and it's, like, fucking hurting more people than helping, you know what I mean? It's like, fuck, dude, like, maybe they're not as good as as the image that they're portraying maybe they're still doing some of the same shady business shit but in this philanthropic world uh i fucked that word up again oh well uh so it's like fuck man 
what what's really going on here because you know you cause a problem and then you sell the cure you see it in movies all the time i, I mean why would the story not work in real life i mean people do it in real life too uh in business all the time I mean, it's just you have a problem and then you solve it. You know what I mean? And sometimes people create the problem and then they solve it and they sell you the solution. Um, but it's like, fuck, man. So you got, you know, you got that TED Talk. You have Event 201. You have um, all this stuff that you're doing already with, um, uh, you know, around the world. Uh, you know, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation kind of do some shady shit. And you just see all these people who have interest. And now it's like... Well, we have a very real-world pandemic where people are being affected today, right now. It's shut down the U.S. or the global economy, which is fucking insane. Like, the whole world is shutting down. And we're getting some anecdotal evidence that, like, hydroxychloroquine and Z-Packs um, are being, you know, they, they have some efficacy. They're working. They're helping people. It, it would make sense to be, oh, fuck, that's working. Let's do that. Let's use that. But... You're hearing things like, well, we're not going to have a viable, you know, uh, solution to this problem. We're not going to have a vaccine until at least probably two years. Like in a year, you can have a vaccine that will probably work. And it, but it will be kind of like an at-risk thing because we haven't had enough time to actually fully vet it out and test it. And then it will be like two years until they have a reliable vaccine for the people to to use and it's like what like that is crazy you're talking about two years the economy is fucking shutting down now people are dying now we have a very real solution now but because we don't have data behind it we don't have these randomized controlled studies and this that and the third and it's like it just seems a little shady man it just seems a little shady if you just look at it for what it is you know Fuck, man. You know, now you have all these people who, like, first were saying this is, Fauci in particular, saying don't worry about this, masks don't work, and now it's like we can't even start up the economy again until we have zero, zero infections, which that's not fucking realistic. Like, are we just fucking overreacting? You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't I still wonder sometimes. I mean, I think it's important to to not downplay it and then it'd be a fucking catastrophe. You know, it's it's like with anything it's like it's, it's better to have it not need it than need it not have it so it's better to take the precautions for sure 100 percent. i'm not i'm not arguing that but it's like you know the whole idea that you can't go back out and restart life until we are at uh you know zero that's insane like that's not that's just not it's not practical. It just doesn't work. I don't know how you can really operate like that. So it just seems like somebody has an agenda there, being the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation and, and producing a vaccine and, and just waiting for things to upstart because they, they're not hurting for money. You know what I mean? It doesn't fucking hurt them to, to shut down the economy. In fact, they're going to make more money whenever they produce a vaccine, right? So it just seems a little shady. You know what I'm saying? Like you kind of position the administration as the bad guys when 
it seems like there's this other party here who has a great deal to benefit, especially financially. And one of the people who are within the administration, who is advising the administration, is also a part of that other group who has interest in making money from a vaccine. So it just all seems a little fucking weird, a little fuckery, right? And then then we find out that um, the, is it the Attorney General, uh, the Surgeon General, I believe, said that they are, uh, they're basically like, they're not going to listen to to uh, the CDC or who and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Like, they're going to start rolling with, um, you know, Z-Packs and hydroxychloroquine and stuff and, and get things moving. Hopefully we can get the world back in order, you know, by May or June or something like that. So that's that's definitely some, some positive, you know, coming out of the whole situation. But it's like... Man, dude, you just you just see these different things in the news, man. It's like how much fuckery is really going on in Washington? Like what's really happening on the world level? I mean, if you have money, dude, you got power and you have influence and you have you have the measures to make things happen. And uh if you don't think that the richest people in the world are getting together and having conversations and figuring out how they can stay that way, then you're fucking crazy, for real. Um you know, who else stands to benefit? Because somebody stands to benefit from all this chaos. Who else stands to benefit? Well, Jeff Bezos stands to benefit. Amazon still, you know, stands to benefit. And, you know, I'm not, I don't hate Amazon because I still order from Amazon. But when you look at it, man, like the shit they're doing, like they've gone 20 years and like haven't paid taxes. How fucking un-American is that? How many uh, state uh, governments are losing, you know, that, just millions of millions of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars. Like, I don't know what number to put on, but just tons and tons of money because you have like Amazon who doesn't pay taxes or didn't pay taxes for the longest time. You know what I mean? Like people forget that when Amazon started, you know, they weren't they're, they're They weren't selling on, on service. Like that wasn't what they were doing. It was, it was a, it was a price model they were selling the cheapest you could sell things cheaper on the internet and part of that was because there was no infrastructure to start taxing things and and then you like and then it just created this like huge behemoth of a of a amazon of a monster in amazon where they can essentially almost start to like monopolize the fucking the internet market now because Look! Look what's going on. The whole world is shutting down overnight. They gained a significant piece of the GDP. Like uh, brick and mortar stores have essentially shut down. You have a whole uh, group of people, especially older people, who rarely, if ever, shop on Amazon. And now they're now overnight that business is being shifted to Amazon. It's like, wow, man. This just seems like a lot of things are in play to uh, to benefit. A select few of people you know what i mean it's just like some crazy shit so i'm gonna continue to watch and see how it unfolds and thanks for going down that rabbit hole with me just kind of talking it out man i don't know what the fuck is going on exactly i don't know what the answer is um from the very beginning i've never been super concerned about the virus i'm never really that concerned about getting sick or catching viruses because i live healthy and whenever um you know in the beginning when this was just talking about when people are talking about this, it's just like a virus that affects old people. I'm guilty. I was one of those people. It's like, oh, I'm not old. I don't have to worry about this. And then also I'm like, well, I'm not healthy. Or I'm I'm healthy. I'm not unhealthy. I don't have to worry about this either. So I've always held those beliefs. And then somebody sent me something. Um, this was earlier when it was just, a, you know, an old person uh, virus. 
and they're talking, and it was like a clip from a viral expert, and they're talking about how a good portion of the deaths in China are because they're smokers. Okay, well, duh, you're predisposed. You already have a health condition, motherfucker. Of course you're going to have issues, like, duh. And they're saying what the issue is in America, what people need to worry about is obesity. Duh. So if I was the average American, I'd be really fucking worried about catching this because, yeah, if you're fucking obese, you're not healthy. It's just a fact of the matter. You know, if anything, hopefully people start understanding and realizing and, you know, that your health is fucking important. You start realizing that you need to prioritize your health because if you aren't healthy, if you don't can't take care of if you can't take care of yourself then what is none of it fucking matters. It just doesn't matter. You know what I mean? So yeah, a lot of America should be worried about this kind of thing. If you're obese, if you're not active, if you're not taking care of yourself, if you don't get proper rest, if you don't drink water, if you don't get sunlight, if you don't fucking you know, if you don't do the things you need to do to take care of your meat suit, you're gonna fucking fall apart. It's just period. It's just a fact of life. So take care of yourself, man. Hopefully people start realizing that you got to take care of yourself. And and I I hope that this has opened up some people's eyes in that regard for sure. Um, Because, again, I've never really been worried about actually catching the virus. You know, I feel like maybe I did get it and I was asymptomatic. I feel like a lot of people are. Um, It's just one of those things, man. I'd I'd definitely be glad to be out of this fucking quarantine and, and getting back to real life. Um, you know, another silver lining though, uh, with everything going on is, you know, like I said, I've been working on some other projects, man, I don't want to talk too much about them, but we're about to do some, some really cool shit with them. Pose will be on the lookout for that. And then I've just been grinding on books. Um, I, fuck man, I, I do love reading this, this fuck. It's just, it's just so cool. Um, I've never been a guy who likes to read about people. I'm not into like autobiographies or anything like that. But more recently, I have been getting into books, more autobiographies, uh, more books um, about great successful businesses written by the people who built them. And it started with, uh, I'm going to kind of rehash some of these, some of these people. Uh, some of these books are people you've already heard me talk about, um, but we're going to go back through them because this is kind of like the lineage of what's kind of taking me down the rabbit hole. But I started at first I read this. I had some I had some of these other books first, but this was the first one I read, probably because it was like the shortest. Uh Grinding It Out by Ray Kroc. Phenomenal, phenomenal fucking story. I just couldn't put it down. Ray Kroc is a truly gifted storyteller about how he built McDonald's. And uh this was just a great, great read. Um I highly, highly recommend it. And then I read Sam Walton, Made in America. Um this was definitely definitely captivating read another good good read um sucked me in i just i couldn't put it down i just man it's just like you just you just hear it from the people who did it and it just it's not as complicated it really isn't that complicated there are definitely some common themes you start realizing like what are the commonalities that these successful people have what are some of the things that they did different some of the things they did the same and some things just you know hold true and true over and over again as you keep reading these these stories and one of them is just fucking hard work and determination these guys work constantly around the clock a lot of them um sometimes having two or three jobs um just always working towards the fucking mission um, so again, Sam Walton, that was a good one. And then this is probably my favorite out of all of them. Shoe Dog by Phil Knight about how he built Nike. 
absolutely love this book. I cannot actually wait to read it again. I'm going to read this again. Um, I feel like for me, this is probably one of the closest parallels to um, my journey and like imposed will and, and it's, you know, it's kind of in that same category of, you know, apparel and different things. And this is just a phenomenal fucking story. A lot of great lessons, whether, um, you're go- you j- just for anybody building a business, building a brand, this book is fucking phenomenal. Oh my goodness. So, so good. Um, next I read, uh, Quench Your Own Thirst by Jim Cook about Sam Adams and the Boston Beer Company. And this was another great book. Um, this wasn't a, a page turner for me personally. Um, I think it was a, a great read. Um, some great lessons in there. After having read Shoe Dog before, maybe just set the bar a little too high. I don't know. I really liked, um, and even in like Ray Crocs and Sam Walton's and Shoe Dogs, like this was very like almost like a like a novel. It just read so well. It was like them telling a story one story that's like here's the story of how i did this and obviously they probably miss some you know miss some things or um skip some parts or bounce around but it just felt like a very linear story almost and then like this one for example was um like each chat it was like it was like a collection of stories um and each had a lesson and it was it was, it was great as well it just it didn't it didn't pull me into to be the, the same type of like page turner as like shoe dog or even this next one i'm about to discuss but this was a great book i actually probably read this one again a lot of good lessons in here for sure a lot of good lessons in here um and then i just knocked out actually well there's another book up I'll, I'll grab here in a second um you can't really see it because the light is fucking it up um but this is um delivering happiness um by tony i don't know he said it in here i'm gonna fuck it up but about zappos um another i read this in three days just another page turner um this was more kind of like in the sense of of how quench your own thirst was like a collection of stories this kind of was but it was linear in a to a degree too it just it just felt like more like a a coherent story it just it just was a real good page turner um man just i've just really been taking this time to to learn about these amazing companies billion dollar companies by the people you know who actually built them and so many great lessons have come from it um i just knocked out the lombardi rules here let me let me see here lombardi rules uh 26 lessons from vince lombardi another great read um this is a very this one's a lot shorter so it didn't take very long to read that one um and right now i am reading make your bed this was actually recommended to me by my friend jared bond and uh i'm not I'm not disappointed with it so far. I'll probably have that knocked out the next day or so. So, man, getting a lot of reading done during this time, trying to be productive. I've been writing. We're working on some projects. Um, fuck, dude. <sighs> like most of us, definitely been spending some time on, on, on the flicks, on the Amazon Prime, on Hulu. <laughs> I hit my brother up the other day. I was like, hey, bro, what's your Disney Plus login? had to get hooked up on the disney so watch like the mandalorian that was a great show um fuck on amazon prime listen if you're not on amazon prime if you are on amazon prime and you aren't watching these shows you need to catch the fuck up but if you aren't aren't on amazon prime maybe get on amazon prime so you can watch these shows the hunters whoa man i have not seen a show start or end that hard in a long time a little bit lagged a little bit in the middle but phenomenal phenomenal storytelling 
acting was spectacular. Uh, production value was just was just spot on. Um, the storytelling was sensational. It was just such a well produced show. It was just so good. A movie every fucking week. First episode is an hour and a half. Um, has Al Pacino. It's about a group of uh, Nazi hunters from the 70s. I feel like they did a spectacular job of mixing in real life with fiction. And dude, such a good show. But they also have like Jack Reacher. That was a pretty good one I liked on there. Um, the Boys. Um, that was an interesting take on like superheroes. Um, right now I'm watching a little old school, uh, a show called Psych about uh, a super like hyper observant guy who uh, is kind of fooling everybody that he's a psychic it's like no i think it was an old school like uh usa show back in the day whenever they had like burn notice and, and different things on so it's pretty good kind of got that on in the background whenever i do some work or different things um <sighs> fuck man there's just so, tons of shit to binge obviously tiger king carol fucking baskin shit i'm convinced carol baskin did that shit I am. I don't, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. And I don't know if you guys saw they fucking reopened that case. What? What the fuck is going on, man? Life is crazy, folks. Life is fucking crazy. Maybe you can just get you a tiger. Shoot. Man, people like that exist in the world. So, man, I don't think anybody saw could have saw that coming, the explosion of fucking Tiger King. It was it was so crazy. Like you couldn't even make that shit. How is that real life? I had it was overwhelming to me, dude. It was just like I can't take this anymore. It's just too much. It was just it was just an overload of of fucking craziness and madness. Ugh, fuck. Man. Um, yeah, guys, listen. That's all I got. This was a this was a good time. Checked in with you guys again. I'm sorry for the delay. Um, thank you guys for rock with me. I appreciate all of you that reached out. You know, DM, text, all all the good shit, man. Figuring out what was going on with the show. Checking in with me, man. I love you guys. You guys are so awesome. Uh, shit, man. Let's do some of the good old song and dance shit, uh, guys. Listen, if you are getting value out of the show. Do me a favor. Please tell a friend. Um, let them know we're back in business. We're rocking and rolling. But bring us a friend. Um, also, subscribe if you aren't subscribed, whatever you're listening on. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, definitely subscribe there. Leave a five-star rating and review if you could. It helps others find the show. It helps us move up in the rankings. It just, it's just a, it's just what we need, man. So leave us a rating and review. Um, if you are enjoying the video experience and you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. That helps. Um, and then go to uh, outsideperspectivepodcast.com. Check us out over there. You can get on our mailing list. I'm not going to lie with you guys, man. I'm not going to lie to you. I've been slacking on the mailing, but we're going to get that going. But we'll keep you up to date on everything that uh, is outside perspective. We'll let you know who we're sitting down with or uh, when an episode is dropping. Or we'll give you some exclusive content. Just stay in the know of everything that's going on. So go to outsideperspective.com. Uh, big thank you. Uh, to Convergence Media Group. Go to ConvergenceMG.com. If you have a brand or a company and you're looking to uh, gain exposure or to build your brand in this digital world, those guys can help you. They'll help you with you know content creation and strategy and all the, everything you need to do to be successful uh, in the digital space. So go to, go to Convergence MG. Check them out. Um, also go to... Uh, imposedwill.com check us out over there we have a full line of apparel you can save 10% when you use the code outside at checkout and then for all your CBD needs go to jambocbd.com uh, you can save 20% when you check out and use the code outside um, also they are usually doing buy two get uh, one free so 
for me, for example, I love their muscle bomb. I'll throw two in the cart. They'll give me a third muscle bomb for free, and then I'll get 20% off of all of it. So just use the code outside when you check out over at jombocbd.com. Uh, hey, guys, that's it. I love you. I will catch you next time. Guys, be safe. Practice safe social distancing, and uh, I'll catch you next time. Love you. Bye. Mwah.